What's up, people? Yo, yo, yo. How you doing? This is the Native Sons Podcast back once again. It's the return. My name is Dregs1. D-E-O. Sean G. And we are here today on another lovely afternoon with our engineer, producer, slash guru, Deshaun Davis, holding it down, as always, Dream Ear Production Studios. Right here in the sunny Bayview, but that fog is lurking, man. Creeping. It's, it'll be here in a couple hours, but it's sunny for now. Big it's ass, beautiful. Big ass mountain of fog. I know it's all it's soaking up my neighborhood. It's soaking up Lakeview right now. And we don't call it Carl, so fuck Carl the fog. Right, <laughs> it's fog, bro. It's never, it's never sunny in Lakeview. Carl don't say Frisco, so fuck Carl. Waking up in the mornings in Lakeview can be pretty depressing. Yeah, it's pretty gloomy. <laughs> but uh, how you guys doing today? Hey man, every day is a good day. Yeah man, above above ground man, we're terrific. Yeah, I feel that. Terrific. I've been uh, having some vicious migraine attacks lately. Oh, you drinking enough people? water, yo? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I got yeah, drink water. Some water. Yeah, I'm drinking enough water. Yeah, I've been like fucking Professor X and shit. Like, ah, like that's what attacks. that is though. The first it's thing water, you do in the morning yeah. is to drink a glass of water. And when you go to sleep, drink a yeah. glass of wine. I feel like I drink a lot, but I'm like a huge human being, so I probably got to step it up. And... Yeah, but it's the timing of it, though, too, bro. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mornings, huh? Yeah. First thing First in the morning. thing, yeah, before okay. you do anything, Deshaun drink a glass says of water. he agrees. He's a pretty big guy, too, so he probably knows what's up. That shit is important, bro. Well, before we uh, really launch into the meat of and today's- stop eating pork, speaking of meat. Whoa, 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 <laughs> brother. Hey, I don't, you know. I only eat swine on Sundays. <laughs> um, so we're here and we're committed to giving you the latest news as it drops. And we're going to step up our journalism, investigations. And the first thing we're going to provide to you, this is exclusive content. No other media outlet is providing you such detailed information. And we decided three months in to the breed mayoral administration of san francisco this is big this is huge i know you guys been waiting on our take breaking news on the latest update on what she's been doing um do you guys know what that is anything any no no nothing <laughs> okay so i ain't even heard her talk man hasn't spoken out no i've seen a couple pictures with her um out with like people I guess uh, they were doing swap, maybe. Oh yeah, I think I think they were doing swap. I don't know. That's a little funny. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we are break breaking the news. So Mayor Mayor Breed spotted for uh, people doing community service to pay. Yeah, communities. Uh, I don't want to call it swap. I guess it was just community service work. I had to do that before. Was she wearing the big blue? No, no. She's always wearing that blue suit. She was wearing, oh yeah, she was wearing the, blue, the suit. She wasn't wearing the the, the community service uniform. That's, That's even up. funnier, but no, I was talking about the blue suit. She's always wearing that damn blue suit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. All right, well, uh, you know, we're, we give an objective take on the news and uh, we'll update you. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what she does, man. That, yeah. She mayors. We're going to find out. We're gonna Me. find out. <laughs> I don't know what her 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 initiative is, or you know. We're gonna find out. We're gonna find out. You know. We're gonna see <laughs> if she saves the Fillmore district from utter destruction and introduces a new renaissance into the black community. I think the people are gonna do that. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, all the two percent of us left. Yeah, you know, it's Levita is opening next month. Yeah, they just got they stole, so you know, black owned business. <laughs> That's exciting, man. I actually yeah. watched um, the video that Matt yeah. put up. It's yeah. really amazing to see that he's he's done all this. Yeah, and then the the community is trying to take control of um, the addition, the Heritage Center. Oh, okay. Yeah, I sat in on a board meeting over there and feel more um, just about. I I was just a fly on the wall. Somebody invited me mm. to hear their ideas about what they what they need to do. They're trying to bring in a lot of events in that space, mm. like a lot of events. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, You're talking about the the Heritage Center, like the it was Yoshi's, Yoshi's yeah, and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's a lot of rooms in there, so a lot of things can happen in there, and not just um, club shit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um. Yeah. So hopefully they they get it together. They they want to purchase it. The collective that I met with, they they're trying to uh, create an initiative to actually purchase the place, and it's led by um, Kareem Mayfield too. Okay, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. one thing people don't talk about when they talk about Filmo is like there really is a huge legacy of like community involvement coming from that neighborhood man they're trying yeah you know i ain't from filmo so i just you know i was invited so being uh that i call myself somebody that's active in the city yeah i had to show up yeah yeah as you should yeah and you know i offered some insight but a friend of mine he's like consulting that group nice oh yeah i used to be really heavily involved in a lot of those things man uh any neighborhood i would just pull up just to see it's usually mostly old people it absolutely, bro, and it was kind of not depressing, but it was kind of um, I can't find a word for it. But it was just disheartening. Disheartening that they they don't really know what to do with the space, and they yeah. need and they need young yeah. energy. Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? They need young energy. So, yep. but it's been lost. I mean, this the the older gen- that generation of San Francisco was really indoctrinated with that, you know, for people power and right. like. You know, all the Frisco OGs I know are like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> well, they saw it work and happen, you know? Right. Yeah. That yeah. could have been something London Breed could have showed up to. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, she's probably busy. She's probably busy talking to developers. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> We're going <laughs> to... I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Getting gift cards from Shrimp Boy, I mean, I don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. I, I I thought I was not gonna say anything like that, but it's too easy to say something like uh, that, right? It was a low blow. <laughs> Is it a low blow though? Not really. People need to know that she was under investigation from getting uh, loaded ATM cards um, from Shrimp Boy affiliates. Under oh, I never knew that. Administration. Oh man, big deal. Her and fucking uh, what's his name? Last mayor were named Italy. in that yeah, a, a yeah. federal investigation. Rest in peace. And Leland Yee went to prison over that yeah. shit. And Shrimp Boy. Leland Yee, and then there was the other guy, uh, Jew, Mark Jew, who or Ed Jew. He, I think it was Ed Jew. He was, bruh, he was um, like flipping quicklies. He was like extorting money out the quicklies. That's tight. Damn, and, that's like, gangster. using it to launder money out of quicklies, <laughs> bruh. Because they're everywhere and they're a cash business. You that's know? tight. That's gangster. You guys uh, ever drink boba? You guys fuck with that? Yeah, my daughter's like that shit. I dabble. Like it I don't a really couple like times it. a year, you know. My daughter's like that shit, though. Yeah, it's like a quickly's like walking distance from where I live, and they always go over there. You know what I like from quickly's more than that? 
It's like I just get some fried chicken wings. I knew you That's what say they that. get. Yeah. They get the chicken tenders or chicken wings, and they get their little boba, and they be quiet for about an hour. <laughs> so I just use that time. To boba <laughs> is blown up. I feel like it's mostly girls that tapioca. like yeah. boba. Tapioca. Yeah, that's true, bro. I like it. It's like it's, it's been the, around for a while though, because yeah. I remember hella girls at Soda used to. Yeah. I don't. I never knew where they where they used to go. It was on go. the low though. You'd be like, "What the fuck? Yeah, are you what is that? With those yeah, little balls and that big ass straw. That big ass straw. Snoring mammoth lines. Boba. Straight Bigfoot lines. That's what makes that situation about uh, the state assemblyman, um, like laundering his money or like shaking them down, even crazier. You know what? That they're everywhere and it's just like both. It's hella funny, man. Oh yeah, I never knew about that though. That's, yeah. I had to look that up. That whole there should be a movie made about that investigation. It needs to be, bro. Man, there need to be, be a movie the, made about Frisco. Period. Frisco politics. Well, I'm uh, down. They need to make a movie about the Patty Hearst shit. Actually, we know, that's yeah, a good yeah. idea. But I actually, wanted to, we didn't talk about this when we we're going over topics for today. But did you guys hear that Nick Cannon is uh, oh, yeah, doing yeah. a show I'm, called The Yay Area? I've actually known about that for about yeah. two years. What do you think about that? <laughs> It was an idea that was stolen from me. <laughs> I believe no, it. No, like, I'm serious. Like dead ass? Like, the person that works directly under him, I told him about an idea. What? Yeah. Damn. You're like, I want you, we should make the Frisco wire. Like somebody yeah. should do that. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I was talking about it just the other day. I was like, if the wire took place in Oakland and Borak Empire took place in San Francisco, mm. the same time periods, mm. the show would be so tight. Easily could have been both You know, the Boardwalk Empire was based on a real guy. Yeah, it's based on Atlantic City. But I'm saying if it was based in San Francisco, around the Barbary Coast and the underworld. Yeah, it's probably some guy named O'Shaughnessy or something like that. That was the Nucky Thompson of San Francisco. Yeah. McTeague. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he's Yeah, but um, it was like three years ago when I... um, (laughs) I'm just thinking now. But I called him. I don't want to say his name. But uh, you can call me if you got a problem. Um, I called him and I was like, yo, this is the idea. I didn't call him to tell Nick Cannon about it because I knew he worked for Nick Cannon. But I called him thinking that he was going to be able to create a collective of minds that was from Frisco to kind of get it done. And um, I didn't hear back from him. And uh, Now you know why. Over the, no, I, but I knew Nick Cannon was doing it. After that conversation, it was like two years ago, probably. I've been here. I was hearing it through the wire. Oh, wow. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is two years in the making. Yeah, hell and yeah. Now they green. It, it's not out of nowhere, bro. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not out of nowhere. And now, so they green, they they uh, they green, they greenlit the pilot, right? Yeah, and um, short E forty are creative consultants. Yeah, and that's through the same dude that I called. Damn, and he from Frisco too. Damn, I have a feeling Frisco's not going to be very w- much represented in this show. Um, like it 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 it's a possibility that it can be, but now the fact that too short an E forty exactly. is involved exactly. and and they don't really fuck with Frisco like that, so Bila does shout out Bila. No, no comment. What I think that's every time I used to see Bila Jit channel on Market Street all the time when I was young, man. Yeah, he's got. A I'm couple, not saying he fucks with Z. I'm just saying that's he's got a couple songs shouting out Filmo and Mac Block. I think he got a song about getting locked up in 852. He probably fuck with a bitch from the Mac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh I feel like here's here's the agenda, right? We're gonna Frisco's off limits. It, it, we need to up 
build up this reputation to keep these motherfuckers moving here. People are already scared when they come here. A lot of these techies are scared, like the dude who wrote that stuff about the convention, like it should be held somewhere else because of car break-ins and homeless people and crackheads. People are already scared, so they don't want to make anything to further dirty up the image. So they're like, let's keep portraying, you know, Oakland and Richmond as like these crime cities. For yeah. some reason, that's okay to keep doing. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah, because who lives there? Well, as we said before, I think on this podcast, Oakland is... uh is becoming one of the most expensive places on the planet. Yeah, there was a, there was an article a couple of days ago I saw on Twitter that people retweeted. It said that uh, new luxury apartments in Oakland topping out at eight grand. I know, a man. Month? A month? Yeah, bro. That better be luxurious. That better be some super luxury, man. It's, it's no such thing, yo. Yeah, they're not that. <laughs> have you been in some of these gentro condos? They're not that nice. They got a view, though. They had a small... Some of them got views, but yeah, they be small. They got, yeah. like, all concrete floors and shit. It's hella cold and sterile feeling. It is, though. Just the fucking... Just fucking yuppie strongholds, man. You ever yeah. notice, like, all them condos, they don't have anything on the ground floor? Mm. Because if there's a riot, then they can just mm-hmm. seal off the upper floors, and then people could just loot out the ground floor, mm-hmm. and then all the yuppies would be safe in the stronghold up above. Well, what you mean? Notice that, like, all those fucking Picados, they don't have every floor level apartments. Mm. They have lobbies. And actually, uh, that's most most residential buildings, though, bro. Uh, I don't know. It's a modern thing, and it's against it's it's a design that actually originated in the 60s and 70s. If you look at um, the Embarcadero Center, same kind of similar design where they could seal off the upper decks, they have they have uh. They have bridges from the second yeah. floor, so you could it can be contained if there was riots and the whole ground floor. If we ever be, decide to eat the rich, yeah, and run up in there, which will happen. It was yeah. funny, man. My dad the other day was like, he had to go to um, someone asked him like he got some cake for it was my birth my sister's birthday, man. God bless my, and you know much love to my sister Carolyn Jermaine. But someone asked my father like, oh, did you get this? Cake, whatever, at Tartine. He's like, nah, man, I fucking hate that place. Tartine Bakery on, uh, what is it, Guerrero and 17th? I'm not Where you see, like, the line of yuppies waiting oh, for their yeah. little... Oh, yeah. yeah. My dad was like, man, that's that's one of those places, you know what I mean? When the, when the revolution comes, just yeah. go for that spot. Yeah. <laughs> just that's take hilarious. it back, man. Just take it back. And I, I laughed when my dad said that. It was really funny. We're, we're going all over the place here, which I'm totally cool with. Yeah. But uh, that kind of reminds me of something that I heard that uh, if all... If all food shipments stopped coming into San Francisco, there would only be enough food to sustain the population for two days. Wow. Sounds about right. That's crazy. If you think about like- I think like a lot of places are like that. I think most urban I places, mean, right? Yeah. But um, and it's also crazy because like when you think that like most of San Francisco used to be agriculture, like Daly City used to be all farms. Yeah. And that's that's a lot of places though right. too. So when the revolution comes and you know we start stop running out of food and we start hijacking bread trucks and stuff, we're gonna come for you yuppies, <laughs> and we're gonna go full cannibal on you. <laughs> and we start our new society after God damn. after J- Donald Trump starts the nuclear holocaust. M- morbid dregs. I mean, this is stuff I think about, guys. The purge dregs. Yeah, I think about it. I, ever since I saw The Walking Dead, I'm like, I got to prepare. For zombies? Anything. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
This um, no electricity, no light, no food. Learn this how to season sell. of American Horror Stories about the whole, it's called the, uh, Apocalypse, and it's about the end of the world. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah it's tight. It can happen, guys. <laughs> oh, it can tell you. I've been. Someone tells me that we're not living the last days. I'm like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, huh? fuck all that. That's what I'm saying. I'm totally fine with just running into condos and and um, finding fat. Little gentrils to roast over a fire. God damn, you're totally <laughs> looking forward to being a cannibal. I don't no, I'm looking forward to being a warrior, brother. I, I'm ready. I'm bringing on. Everybody's soft, fat, and soft, and plump. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, man. Wow. The truth I'm comes flesh, out. Man, I'm doing what I got to do to survive out here, man. man DL's right off the air was like, no pork. It's not eating pork. This is talking about eating carcasses, human. <laughs> Flesh. No, they're not carcass. You know, it's not something you leave by the road or something. I mean, know, I feel like once you kill it. someone, they're carcass. You gotta season it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a carcass if it's seasoned, bro. Wow, what's <laughs> going on, man? <laughs> we are living in the last days. <laughs> Care of Dregs one. Yeah, man. Join my army. Get his new single. Just get ready. Come to my house. <laughs> Meet sing- me on, on the top of the hill in Lakeview when it starts going down. That's where I'm gathering my militia. Yeah. On uh, on uh, shields in Lakeview. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man. How y'all feeling about this weekend? We're rolling out and everything. Um, they're gonna have flesh. That's me changing the subject. All right, good job. Quite <laughs> necessary. Um, I don't feel like it's really my crowd. It's a fat ass lineup, man. Yeah. Who's uh Who's the headline today? Um. YG Wiz. and Wiz. No, no not YG. Tomorrow. Wiz and uh Ray uh Ruiz. I seen Gucci, but it was someone else on the other stage. Lil Uzi Vert. And he's doing an after party at the homies club Lil Uzi at Vert. Complex. Yeah, you're right. Is he? Oh, cool. Yeah, and some of my homies, yeah, uh, another be. party fam that DJing. It should be crazy. You uh, might find me there tonight. You about to be at Complex? Yeah, after party. Lil Uzi Vert. That'd be crazy. I like Lil Uzi Vert. We talked about him. I've talked about him in a fond manner. I don't get it. I love Lil Uzi. He's tight. To be honest. He's talented. Yeah. yeah and he's funny. I have fun listening to his music. Yeah. I don't get it. He's but, like one of those yeah. people, like, if he has a feature, like, I want to hear that song more. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of rare for me. But, yeah, Rolling Loud, man. So today we got the two headliners, Wiz and, and Uzi. Then we got Gucci, Gucci, Joey Badass, Kevin Gates, Playboy Cardi. Pusha T, which I would want to see. Ski Mask. I am Sue's on this Saturday. All the Bay Area people. Larry is June I am on Sue. today. Yeah, Guap I am Dad Sue. Four thousand today. I am Sue. Larry June, Lil Pete, All Black, Guap, uh, Pilo, which he should probably kill it. Yeah. Um, boy, buddy, Noni Blocko. A lot of people I don't know though. Like I don't, I'm not familiar with Wi Fi's funeral yet. That's like the worst name though. Yeah, man. it's a little like, strange. When I seen that, because I think he was on um, what album did I see him on? I want to say like a J. Cole album, maybe. I don't know. I forget where I seen his name at. But when I seen him, I'm like, why is, what, where did that name even come from? What does that name mean? I don't mean? know, man. I don't know. Killing the internet. Uh, Not possible, son. <laughs> I mean, that is a very 2018 internet rapper kind of name. But the Sunday lineup, though, is uh, tight, though. Uh, Travis Scott is headlining. YG, E-40. Amaya Burner, shout out Burner. His press, his press run this week been hella. I dope. gotta find out who 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 is his publicist. God damn, um, whoever's getting a lot of money. Man. Yeah, they. I think um, wow. what's dude name? And he's on he's on fucking Taylor Gang. So yeah, all that combined. What is 
what is bruh name? Because Cosmo is running around with him. Shout out Cosmo, a straight up legend in the city. Um, but they running around somebody who who's doing a press run for him. What's his name? Uh, Steve LaBelle. Oh. Yeah, Steve LaBelle. That guy's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. So he's been handling this campaign for him. And it's been working. It's dope. He's been on from Breakfast Club, Breakfast Club to uh, yeah. Sway. And um, I think he did. Um, huh? Oh, yeah, he did do. Wow. Yeah, he did High 97. Yeah. So it's looking good. That's tight for him. That's good to hear, man. Uh, he got Cosmo with him. That's what I like even yeah. more. Cosmo, he getting his his Just Do Shine. That's one of my good favorite look. Frisco rappers for real. Look, I saw he was Giants down. The whole time too, yeah, Giants he, and Niners out. He, he repping the city really well. So that's a good addition for Rolling Loud. But I like those acts, but I just don't feel like I want to watch all of them in two days around a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I couldn't do two days of that. Couldn't do one to be. I honest. also, you know, I Could think do a couple hours maybe. It's also I was talking about. I was talking with some people who were pretty close to the um, close to Oakland and close to the festival scene last night, and they're just like, man, hold on. Shit, still in deep East Oakland, man. Like, it's still the only bar oh, station yeah. in Oakland. Coliseum. In East Oakland, I mean, and it's going to be hell of little kids, hell of little targets. It ain't the only mean? bar station. It's in Fru- East Oakland. Fruitvale. That we don't count that. Why not? They didn't count that because they're like, it's not deep East. Oh, deep Fruitvale East is not okay, deep East. Okay. Yeah. But you wouldn't go to Fruitvale to get to the Coliseum. No, no, no. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, I'm just being an asshole. All right, no, no, I'm just saying ahead. this is what, you know what I mean? People close to. East Oakland and yeah, it's gonna be to a lot the, of the a lot of lunch. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm saying. They're like, yo, like yeah, hopefully snacks. nothing terrible happens. Yeah. You know, some of the people are like, man, I got kids that are lo- would be lunch, <laughs> like my own kids. Right, <laughs> like right, it's right. like not, you know, little kids coming from Walnut Creek and Danville and shit and yeah. from Livermore and you know what I mean, yeah. Millbrae. You know what I mean? I just don't. I don't. That's why I don't really like festivals. That's the type of crowd I feel like. I, I prefer a much more intimate venue. But I mean, for a lineup like this, that that's pretty fun. It's a know? hell of a lineup, man. Yeah. But I agree. I don't. I, I you know. I I just don't have the energy for festivals. No, it's it just takes a lot out of it's you. It's just man. I don't really care to spend ten, twelve hours of my right. day. Yeah. Around hell. I like artists, that they included love... Bay Area artists though. Like they, they do that everywhere, right? They made so an effort. They did Miami. They got all the Florida cats. It's easier out there, Chicago. though. Chicago. Yeah, but all the, how many rappers right now? Like, Florida's a hotbed for rappers and That's rappers what I'm saying. It's, it's easier in those areas. In the Bay, like, they really did. They're just doing the people that they got on there. I'm not, like, fans of everyone, but they are doing their thing out here, and it's it's a good look. Yeah, do you think they just did that more of, like, a crowd draw type of thing? Of course. Or to show love to the area? A little bit of both, yeah. a little bit of both, more so a crowd, because a lot of those people like a Larry June or a Burner, especially E-40, they're going to bring, you know, they want to see these artists on these type of platforms. And they've had like Mozzie before, right? I think they had Lil Yee. I think Mozzie did last year, yeah. Lil Yee. Yeah, yeah, because last year was um when they jumped Lil B. Oh, yeah. It's sad, man. Like, I want to book Mozzie so bad, but I know... Venues funky. will not want to fuck with it. Very funky. Nah, ain't nothing really been happening at a Mozzie show. No, I'm saying I'm de- I'm not even saying it. I love Mozzie. I love I've no I'm saying I'm not I'm totally down, but what I'm saying is that if you bring his name up with a lot of people, they're like scared. they know that it's money, but they're like, I don't want any parts of that. That's and it's too bad. Is I what understand I'm it's it too bad from the image, but his track record at shows is damn near flawless. Like when he did Frisco, 
when he did uh, a social hall. Oh, social hall, yeah. Yeah, and that, that went really well. I was I'm all for, for it, him. man. <laughs> you know I'm, I'm all saying? for it, man. Like, I'm just saying, like, when it comes up, people are, like, scary. Yeah. I can see them being scared of that. He seems like such a positive guy, though. He, I like his energy. He doesn't really I, yeah. fuck with anybody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, but, he really you know, he, he he does have the, you know, his historic Oops. shit. Nah, oh. just his historic shit coming from uh, Sack and... Oak Park. Yeah, and his, the, the, the problems that he's had in his own town. And yeah, his entourage, you can't control the people that you move with. Yeah, I live in Sack now, and uh, man, it's really interesting maneuvering out there. Um, they're a lot different from us up there. Yeah, I never understood Sack. They're a lot more country. I feel of course. Like. It's a lot of cowboy boots up there. Kinda. I remember yeah. going to like Kings games, and I just never seen that many cowboy cowboy boots in California. Yeah. <laughs> At a basketball game. Yeah. It's, like holy shit, yeah, it's really spread out too. It's hot as shit. It's yeah, dry. I can't do that. It's a lot of poverty, man, in our state capital too. Wow. Some pretty tough conditions. Uh, but I like it out there, man. It's cool. Shout out to Mozzie. Shout out to Brother Lynch. Shout out to Brother Lynch. That was, <laughs> we don't have to go too deep into that, but I, I wasn't too pleased when I found out that Mozzie started beefing with Lynch and Seabo. Yeah, I didn't like that. Oh, actually, this is what I, I wanted to talk about. about. Hold on, I just got excited. Yesterday, X-Rated got out. Get Whoa, the fuck out yes. of here. He just got out, bro. No He's way. out. Yes. You are I can't lying. believe I'm no swear to God. It's on Twitter. It's where? on the Sickness Network. Look, right fuck? now, he's out, bro. I had no idea. That's fucking beautiful. Yes. That's beautiful. I I wanted to I make this a topic like today. No I can't for, I forgot. I didn't bring that up in pre production. Totally yeah, he got released yeah. Thursday. He's out. Bro. Wow. Yeah, released man, Thursday. So came home, man. It's fucking amazing. That's amazing. Life life after death coming back to life, man. I'm not going to lie, I never thought I would see this day. I never yeah. thought they would parole this fool. No. Nope. Yeah. Never. But uh, actually, you know, it's also really fascinating about this from a legal perspective because I was at the court. Um, I worked for the California Supreme Court briefly in an internship this year. And uh, one of the things that we saw a lot in cases were uh, this new uh, cases coming in under this new bill that got passed allowing parole for youth youth offenders. Mm -hmm. So um, it's because X-Rated was only 17 at the time he got locked up at the time of the crime he was eligible for uh, like an uh, a parole basically early parole early parole yeah wow. but it's because of this new legislation yeah that's yeah. tight and a lot of people are, are getting through on this if you're like under the age of 18 at the time you committed the crime how old is he now man you gotta be like at least 45 right uh i don't even think he's that old early 40s yeah yeah wow man yeah, if he was 17 and 92 yeah hey, like 45 i was yeah so I've, I've been following. I, he was a big influence on me. I mean, he's got some of the grimiest lyrics you'll ever hear. I know. But. You're talking about cannibalism and shit. I mean. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get it from. <laughs> nah, but um, I mean, he can rap his ass off. And um, he talks about a lot of real shit about like the system and politics. Like he's a very, very big threat to the system, mm. I feel like. Um, and to the fact that he was doing all this illegally. Paying prison guards to smuggle in recording equipment mm. so he could make me. He made an album from the hole. That's the most gangster shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And yeah. He started that whole. The first. Or was that Mac Dre that did that? So first? there was an interview that Mac Dre did 
where he Mac Dre was the first to record with two phones in a county jail. Okay. And he said that X rated shot him a kite. They were both locked up during the same time. Mm. X rated sent him a letter. How did you do it? And he basically uh, put him up on game. That's amazing. But that was that over happened. the phone. But then X rated took it even further, getting like he got like Tascam and microphones yeah. inside. Now there's an app on the phone that you can use. Because uh, I, I actually mix songs from people that's in jail right now. Off the phone? Yeah. C.L. Cliff from uh from Harbin. And uh Yada actually. Oh yeah, that dude's got a big following too. Yeah, right? yeah, but yeah. But hey, I'm mixing songs from people in jail. Well, I hope they you know, I, I doubt they will, but I hope they recognize that X rated started that wave. Um Hell yeah. And um actually I just read too that he survived an attack from some Nortes. In 2010, mm. they tried to stab him because he refused to produce an album for them. Mm. Oh, yeah, God, damn. crazy. Look into this story, you guys. I, I highly recommend you learn more about X-rated Honoré Brown. Um, you know, he's got a lot of interesting stuff to say, and it, it it really is like pretty amazing that he's home now. Yeah, man, that's tight. I had an opportunity to buy a verse from him like three years ago for like a hundred, two hundred bucks. I would have did it. I know. I should have done it. I would have did it. Get a verse from him over the phone, rapping. That would have been sick. But make an interlude. Yeah, just, right. He was just trying to get some money on his books, bro. Exactly. And you didn't support him. That's no, fucked up. fucked up. I didn't have it. I didn't have it like that, but now I do, so maybe I'll try to hook up with him. I would love to work with him on like some criminal justice reform type of work, man. That's tight. Yeah. But on some music shit, I think you and Monk could, could do some shit Ooh, with him. That, yeah. y'all. The sound that y'all are doing idea. is, uh, I think that'll work for him. I'm gonna look into that, bro. Thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I mean, a lot of good ideas come out of DEO's mind on a regular basis. Some of the basis. best, yeah. hardest working man in skull business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else would you expect? <laughs> yeah, I just do want to take this opportunity to say on the air, I'm really proud of this Native Sons team that we're building here. You know, us three and Deshaun and the whole Dream crew. It's growing. It's growing. It's getting. It's Once getting we get there. this video cracking, man, it's gonna yeah, grow yeah. even bigger. We'll bring video. We'll bring guests on soon. People want to yeah. see us. People keep hitting us up, like hit me up, like I want to be a guest, like yeah. like dope people, and like. And in, we're not. In time, in we're time. not just bullshitting too. We every single one of y'all that hits us up, like we take that seriously. Yeah, I wanted to bring up that uh, what we were speaking off air about this premium Pete Nikki Diamonds uh interview, man. That would have been something that I would want to do because. Um, you want to I've always been like that? well, Nikki Diamonds specifically because oh. I've always been interested in in him as a person because um, yeah. he just always had like a cool energy, and I've had times to I've had opportunities to introduce myself to him, and I just never took those opportunities, and I'd be kicking myself for it because after hearing this this interview, I'd be like, damn, he's hella cool. Like it would have went yeah, hella well, well, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, but when you see him, he just look like he'll be tripping off shit. He'll be wanting to. He just look like a person that don't want to be bothered. But when you hear him, you hear him speak, and you hear like where he coming from. Like that's not the type of person he is. Like I'm, I was like highly impressed from his story and from his journey from being, um, you know, a young kid that that moved up here from from San Jose. And uh, oh, was he's in, not born and raised out here. Nah, okay. he he oh, he, been here for he was in a group home in Frisco, and oh, okay. he was skating. He was a part of that whole Embarcadero skate, yeah, skate life shit. Yep, yep. And um, and it grew from there, and it's tight. You know what I'm saying? Like he he grew that business from nothing. Yeah, man. And that shit is hella dope. And that, nothing. Those are the type of stories that I I love, and I 
Like if anybody listening right now about that, check that shit out because um, it's hella inspiring for anybody that's trying to do clothing company or anything. Any you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, this dude had his apartment where he started all. His apartment was Madrone, the bar on what Divisier on Fell. Uh, that was yeah. his, that was his apartment, man. Yeah. That's where he started. I chilled there in high school when my friends was a pro skater, and he showed us all the original diamond shit for it, and like the t-shirts with the font, like the shit you see now. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's crazy, man. Yeah, and that's he why hand wrote that too. Yeah, I mean, it it was like look, just like that simple, but that dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, he he's smart too, cause um, the logo. He patented that logo and it's trademark. Yeah, but believe, a lot of um, diamond companies oh, use right, that. Right. And he's so like, cash him out no, he's like, I, he said he can sue all of them. He just doesn't. He's like, I ain't tripping off that shit. Yeah. But it's his logo, though. He should probably, he should probably be suing him. He's not <laughs> tripping. He said he could sue Forever 21. He could sue uh, hella diamond stores in New York, hella diamond stores in the Bay Area. He just doesn't. He's like, I don't care. Bro, dude get, is balling, bro. Yeah, I would still get a license. Definitely balling. Bro, he went from 10, 15 to $100 million in three years. Off the clothes. Off the clothes, bro. That's really hard because clothing and fashion is a really volatile market. Right. But that's why you got to get it right away. And, but his timing yeah. was so crazy because he was like, one of his breaks was Lil Wayne wearing um, a t-shirt mm. on the cover of, um, I forget what magazine, but... Um, he just wore it, like, out of nowhere. Mm. It wasn't like he didn't try to get him to wear it. It was like, oh, shit, he's wearing my shirt. And then people was uh, looking for it. But before that, he had a, a skate team. It was a diamond skate team. Yeah. And um, they were wearing it, and people was looking for it from there. But he was just selling it locally, hand-to-hand. Right. And then he got put on to the online game. He didn't know nothing about the internet or nothing. And somebody put him on mm. and was showing him how to sell it online. And they offered to do it for him. And that type of shit don't be happening, bro. Like people coming, mm. believing in your believing in what you're doing and saying, let me just do this for you. And you just focus on and he's been the sole designer of that that company. So he like he was allowed to just focus on designing and printing. And then a printing company came in and was like, yo, we gonna print for you. We just gonna take a percentage. You don't have to put up nothing up front. Like he had every blessing in the world, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For that shit to work, and that's kind of what it takes is networking and and just building those type of relationships. That's hella important. That's awesome. I got to yeah. check out that interview. It's a dope ass interview, and Premium Pete was a was an excellent interviewer. Yeah, he's dope. He's, yeah. he, that's another guy that came out of the Combat Jack show. Yeah, like right, 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 right. Yep. Shout out Premium Pete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing that that brings to mind is just how like important the San Francisco skate scene has always been. Yeah. Like, people don't realize that what you said, the Embarcadero in the 90s was like a mecca. Yeah, and that's what people it, yeah. around the world yeah. to That's come, what they were saying. Man. I mean, people don't realize in the 90s, like, San Francisco was the skateboard capital of the world. It was also the DJ capital of the world. Yeah. Um, and Even have technically been considered the graffiti capital. Mm. Yeah, it was definitely one of them. Honestly, uh, it was Psycho we, City and, yeah. and, and all that. And it's, they're all interconnected yeah, to all three of those things. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like I came, like me and my, I, I never skated, but I had a lot of friends who skate because like graffiti and skateboarding kind of go hand in hand. Off top. Right around the city on your board hitting up. And they were like, I would say they were maybe like third generation Embarcadero, like Pier 7. So I used to go down there, kick it with them. And it, it was always a cool environment, exchanging. It's a cool place for young people to gather and right. exchange ideas and right. stuff like that. 
But it's just messed up that, you know, the city is so backwards and, and the city is really anti-youth, if you really think about San Francisco. It is. Because rather than allowing that space to flourish, and if you think about it now, like they could have easily monetized that spot as a tourist destination, but they basically barred, they put like metal bars up so people couldn't skate there no right. more and, it, and it's dead. Right. They, nobody really, only a few people really are down there anymore. At the you mean island. skate or? Skate. Yeah. Like yeah, Pier yeah. 7. They have these like metal bars. You can't like grind on any of the ledges. Right, 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 right. Um, but there used to be kids there like all day, bro, just skating all day. Yeah. Skateboarding is not a crime. Shouldn't be. I mean, they put the skate parks up. How many of them is it in the city like, now? Just like three. Three. Or four. Three major. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One at so Balboa Park. Balboa Park. Uh, there's one in the Sunset in the Avenues. One by Brick and Mortar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's one in Petrero. <laughs> And then there's another one uh, on Waller. The crazy shit is... Actually, shout out to my boy Justin from Left Side because he is an architect and is a former skater. And wow. he's got a, a skateboard company called Left Side. And he designed he designed the skate parks in the Avs and the one um, at Waller. Wow. And he helped uh, raise the money to get them built. Remember the, uh, the dish right here in Bayview? Oh, uh, was that what it was called, the dish? That's what it was called. Okay. Nah, so there was actually, it was considered the first skate park in mm. Bayview. I forget which projects it is right here. And it was basically like a dish. It was like almost like a big uh, pool. Yep. But uh, it was it was kind of like no one really skated there. It was kind of, it was definitely, you know what I mean? There was there was a lot of, uh, it, was a, it was a rough, tough hood, you know what I mean? So, but I remember like, Going there, I, 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 there was some kids in my neighborhood that skated, and uh, so there was a time where I definitely skated when I was like, I don't know, like nine to twelve, thirteen, and we go go up there and like we had to bring a broom and shit, and we skate, and then after like a little while, we feel kind of scared. <laughs> We're like little ass kids. That skate life ain't easy, bro. Yeah, where was it? Sundial. Sundial. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah, so I think that's still there too. I heard, I, I believe I've seen a like a Thrasher video from the nineties. Yeah, and Thrasher's there. right here too. Yeah, Thrasher's yeah. Thrasher's right here, man. Yep. Yeah, used I, to have that I, warehouse, right? Throw still warehouse here, man. Like I, I did, I DJ a bunch of their events. I'm actually DJing an event this Sunday for Five One Zero Skateboards uh, for a video release they're doing. One of my best friends, man. Shout out Ryan Garcelle, aka GX One Thousand. Um, and my other good friend, Yanni Cruz, one of the illest young pro skaters in the world, man. And my homie GX1000 does all these uh, amazing videos. I've Because of them, I've, I've actually DJed a bunch of, uh, of their video releases through Thrasher. And they have deals with Converse and all this shit. And uh, really dope shit, Didn't man. Did Thrasher do a, um, a Super Bowl party? I don't know. At the warehouse? I thought they did. Probably. I feel like everyone's doing a party. Yeah, yeah. I thought they I did. I did like I made bread that week. Yeah. I hope there's a Super Bowl again, man. Like Shit. I made so much money that week, dude. I did I DJ with Travis Scott that week and Yeah. I fucking did all kinds of shit. You feel it wasn't mostly people from out of town? Who what? Who showed up? No. Or it was just everybody it was was there? I mean, there was yeah. so many events. Yeah. Like every night. The the There was like three events. or four events, maybe more, and there was day parties and I feel like yeah, there was people from out of town, but I still feel like, you know, three quarters of the people were local. Yeah, the urban events was like local. Okay. But what I saw, um, the daytime events, yeah. like the stuff that was like um, 
at Yerba Buena. Yeah, 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 yeah. And all that. Those were like upper That was the real corporate. Yeah, yeah those yeah, were the yeah, corporate yeah. joints. Okay. But like the Travis Scott. Shit. The Travis Scott party that he did, that was Ankh Marketing, right? Black scale, Ankh. But yeah, black scale. So that was like a real, real uh, local thing. That was dope. A, we could talk about that another time because that was Travis Scott as advertised, man. Real rock star, ton of drugs, spectacle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left before. I was there. Yeah, I left man. after that was, uh, Larry that June was performed. like holy shit, bro. Like, dude was so hot, it looked like his skin was vibrating. <laughs> Damn. I'm sitting next to this dude. Like, this dude came in like off so much shit, dude. And it was oh, like, man. and did a bunch of shit. But we can talk about it another time. But did he rock it? Rock the fuck out of that shit. Played songs no one even heard. Was downloading songs off his Gmail like <laughs> to play. Like, yeah. it was really tight. It was That's super tight. tight, man. He jumped up on a. Uh, on the rafters was like up on some beams like everyone's like this dude's about to die this dude came in saw he had a bottle and then some kids were like give me that bottle and he's like three stories up had his some of his dudes hang this dude off a balcony by his ankles to pass a bottle down to some kids two stories down <laughs> or like a story and a half down Damn. in the public works it was that public yeah, works public oh, works yeah. is a tight uh, venue i like that yeah yeah my dad loves travis scott I remember you telling me yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Is that right? He yeah. likes the night show. Yeah, that's what he said to me once. He's like, <laughs> you know, son, it's going to be low-key at the night show. I was like, dad, <laughs> get the fuck. Nah, but, um, that's tight. Yeah, he watches a lot of the concert footage. Like, I saw some footage of him like on some... He like brought this winged flying thing. It was like an owl or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was on... That, or yeah. that was on his tour or someone else's tour? I think it was his tour. No, no, I think he was he was touring with it was a griffin. someone else. Oh, okay. The Griffin? Like, yeah, 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 griffin. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was part of his set design production. Uh, one thing we talked about that we definitely need to bring up uh, on the show um, that happened recently, though, and this is uh, definitely on, on a sadder note, but uh, Mac Miller... Uh, has Man. passed away of a yeah. drug overdose at the age of 26, I believe. Yeah. Uh, he just died uh, a couple days ago. Really kind of out of nowhere. Yeah, was that last, was a big shock, Last man. Friday. Okay. It was a week ago. Oh, it was a week. It's been yeah, a week. Okay. It's been a week. Okay. Yeah. That was a big shock. Yeah, I was, man, I seen somebody post a meme. It was like kind of, I guess, making light of it. Before I even knew that it was confirmed, I'm like, "Wait, is this true?" And I and like I went to obviously you go to Twitter to see what's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, yeah. and yeah, he was trending, man. I was like, Damn. he's still trending. I think yeah. I think today was the first day I saw he wasn't the top trending topic. Yeah, it's he, been like um, over a week, right? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's been. He a was week the and ten, trending topic on Twitter for like over a week. I was like, "Holy fuck!" And it's the, the 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 most fucked up thing aside from him passing away and all that that I didn't like was they was blaming Ariana Grande. Um, I think some people were at first. I mean, it's pretty clear they had a really toxic, tumultuous relationship. Nah, nah, but it came out. It came out. It came out that she was hella instrumental in him yeah. being sober, bro. She mm. helped him more than anyone, and like you know, maybe the relationship didn't work out, but they like but loved she was each still other. There, she was like, there for him. She tried yeah, to get wow. him sober. She did everything like. People close to him are like, dude, you, she did more than anyone to help I realize him. that. Yeah, yeah bro. So for people to do that to her, and like. She's been through so much, man. Yeah. There was a terrorist attack. What if she wasn't show? strong yeah. enough to deal yeah. with that and she offed herself? That would have been yeah. funny. Yeah, you I know mean, the whole thing is, this is the whole thing is like, people expect 
someone to stick with someone through the good and bad times. No, if you, I mean, it's good if you do that, but at the same time, if you can't you handle it, you yeah. don't have to, you don't man. Have to. Especially I mean, women, they expect women to just do anything. Like a woman's just an accessory. Yeah. And it's just like, that's not fair. You know what I mean? She's a big, she's a huge artist in her own right. She had a terrorist attack at her show. She'd been through a lot herself. Yeah. And she, you know what I mean? And she still tried to help that dude. And people just automatically trying to blame her. That was really sad. I totally thought like maybe he, um, you know, was depressed because of losing her, and that totally could be a reason. Sure, that's yeah. I'm sure it was, know. but but yeah. it's not her fault. You know nah, what I mean? And I'm sure someone said it like close to them. They're like, "Man, and Mac heard you say he slapped the shit out of you. Like, this is not. What it's, she's not to blame at all, man." And you know, I, I mean, just heard he was just yeah. a hella cool ass dude. Like, he opened his doors to a lot of people. And I know he was hella cool. Like, I never was a fan of dude. I definitely, yeah, made, I, never I was definitely, a fan of he was the, he was Neither. the, you know, brunning some of my jokes, but. um you know, you're gonna get that if you're a white rapper, but you know, he he seemed like a really good dude, and he was yeah. an honest dude, and he I think he was like he really tried to make good music, and you know, I salute him. Some of my favorite artists like super fuck with him, so yeah. um, it's it's really sad, man, and he obviously impacted a lot of people. I just wish a lot of these people had spoke up before because I didn't even know you guys were fans, and I don't yeah. doubt that you weren't <laughs> fans. But I didn't realize like this dude had such a big influence on so many people I know because I definitely would have checked his music out sooner. Well, um, I you know, tried. I, I just I didn't. It didn't connect with me. It never connected with me either. And you know, I think when he you know used the Lord finesse shit and and took some beats from some people off top, that was like my first impression of him. Where I wasn't really like fucking with now, him. See, that was interesting. And that was a long time. I, I, ago I had a too. feeling we we're gonna get into that at some point because that's how I first became aware of him. I think that was his yeah. first mixtape, um, and it was Lord Finesse. It was the hip to the game instrumental. That was his first mixtape that got popping. That got popping. Yeah, it was his first big hit, and the video for that song. And I love that's an amazing beat, classic East Coast uh, DITC beat by Lord Finesse on a dope, super dope album. Um, Check out some more finesse. The awake, the awakening, real. yeah, the great awakening. album, classic. Uh, the, uh, the first one, the funky technician. It's really, it's just tight. But um, it was kind of weird. That I, nah, I get, it's not off the funky technician. No, like, no, I know the oh, okay, the one okay. before the album is the funky technician. Oh, great album, but um, landmark album. Yeah, it's amazing stuff. Um, damn, now I want to talk about Lord Finesse. All right, not, nah, but um, <laughs> <laughs> so when that song came out, right by that Mac Miller flip, the hip to the game beat. Um, People were pretty hot about that, including Lord Fernand. I think he won like a multi-million dollar settlement. Yeah, with Rostrum. Okay, from Rostrum, which was which I felt at the time because he was pushing that song like it was his single, his video tour performance. But it was in an era where everybody was doing that. Just yeah. downloading instrumentals and rapping. But he made hella money off of it. Yeah. And that was Lord Finesse thing. Is like, you made hella money off of it. Right. So give me some money. Right, right, right. Which and at fair. least credit yeah. me. Like, he never credited him. Yeah, and that was yeah. something Mac Miller had a history yeah. of, like, taking certain people's Yeah, there was those dudes who ran up that on him. Do you remember that? York. Yeah, in the video. I remember, like, I think I showed you that video. This is, what, five, six might have been, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah, these dudes, he had, like... They even approached him in New York on like, bro, how the fuck you didn't use our beat? You didn't even put our credit in it. Like, we're not even asking for money. And Mac Miller was like totally avoiding like the. I mean, yeah. he was a kid, man. You know, to his it credit, was teaching moments, and yeah, yeah, I think right. it. I think you could kind of blame his team too. Like, yeah, yeah, because right. Records was a, a Warner Brother partner, <laughs> yeah. so they should know better. That you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, no, no way. Am I like we're faulting him? I'm just saying oh, this yeah, is not, the first. Yeah, yeah. These are the first situations first where he learned from. Yeah. He learned from those situations though, and um, yeah, and he was very. He's very like you said. You put on a lot of people. 
he uh he's very generous he worked with my, my homie alexander spit shout out alexander spit from the bay he brought him on tour used a lot of his production you know what oh, i mean made dope. him part of the fan that guy's been around for a long time yeah man he just <laughs> celebrated he celebrated his birthday the day after that shit and i, I you know I, I could only imagine how sad he is about that you know what i mean because yeah, that was that was a genuine friend like yeah. really good buddy you know what i mean so um I think Mac Miller, it's a huge loss, and I think he did a lot for a lot of people. And I think, you know what I mean? While I'm not a fan, I know he made a lot of heartfelt and honest music that affected a lot of people. And yeah, yeah, I know Pittsburgh fucked with him tough. Yeah, and he yeah. fucked with Pittsburgh yeah. tough. And, and one yeah. thing I always liked about Mac Miller, I will say, is like um, he always had like seemed to have a really good sense of humor, which I really appreciate. He well, his raps are kind of funny, like dude. That. His raps are kind of just kind of goofy all over. Well, the even place. like his interviews are like really funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he attacked Trump early. You know what I mean? Yeah. He uh, he definitely always is on some funny shit. You ever seen that video um, when he asked Schoolboy Q to be in his bike gang? No. <laughs> shit is hilarious. <laughs> they were five close to no, yeah, exactly. That's TV. like one of my yeah. favorite artists, and they were all good friends. And like, there's a video like. You know, Mac Miller got a bike gang. He's like, man, join my bike gang, bro. <laughs> it's just really funny. You got to see it. But, yeah, he always just seemed like a funny dude, man, and, and it's too bad. You know well, I, mean? I heard one one of the factors, the one thing he was depressed about leading up to his death were actually was actually the response to his last album, mm. which I thought was really interesting because if you do think about it, I definitely think his, his career has been kind of on a decline. Not like in a shit-talking way, but just... just objectively like he it wasn't getting the same attention or, or buzz or response that maybe it used to and honestly it's really interesting to see like a, a a younger rapper sink to that level because i feel like the in the social media era that shit will get inside your head like taking oh, yeah. a loss like that oh yeah you know what i'm saying i mean look at Nicki minaj right now we don't gotta talk about that but she's losing her mind exactly Exactly, and it's fucked up because that shit should, you know, your album sales and your, you know, the critic feedback and the in the YouTube comments, like that shouldn't, that shouldn't change, that shouldn't really affect the way you think about your art. But it does. But it does. And everyone's yeah. talking about numbers and yeah, you know what I mean. And I'm not saying it's wrong for anyone to talk about that, right. but. Especially at that level when that's your career. I think people you know focus mean? on the wrong shit though, because if you only focus on comments on online but then you go and do a world tour or you go do a national tour or whatever and you selling out tours those are people that actually fuck with you yeah and his fans are focus on that you know what i'm saying but i think i think you know like there's been tons of artists tons of rappers artists of all genres that poured their heart into a project made a really good project i haven't heard mac miller's last project but i know some artists that i know about and i'm fans of that poured their heart into a project made like really good work and then no one really cared and it was like it really broke their heart it's, hard, I, it's, it's altered people's whole careers man I've, I've seen it happen man to some of your favorite artists then people don't really know like people make an album and it's really special and then they'll never be the same ever again you That's know, why, people yeah. take it the wrong way they just want the same shit that they always made they just right. wanted to be this caricature of themselves and they're like no, I want to make something different and interesting I have these new ideas and it ends up being really good, but like people will turn a blind eye to it, you know what I mean? And it really can break someone's heart. And I think now it's just hella magnified by social exactly. media because exactly. you just see in real time, you know what I mean? Either the likes or not the likes, you know what I mean? And, and people. But as artists, you, know I mean? you gotta just, you, now you have to know how to adjust and push through that shit. 
I think you do, but I think we're just it, we're in the early stages of social media where we're 10, 15 years in, 10 years in really. And I just think we don't even know like what kind of um, emotional distress, mental scar this shit is causing. Actually, Punch from CD, the artist formerly, or the artist Punch, who's now uh, an executive at Top Dog Entertainment, just tweeted that shit right before Mac Miller died. He said, man, this shit, the amount of mental illness that is being caused through social media you know what I mean? It's like, it's tough. And even you tweeted it a couple of days ago, DEO, yeah. about like, you know, like take time to get off it, take time to sit in a room for 20 minutes or a silent room or get away from it as much as possible. And I agree, man. Like I, I've taken a step back from from social media in a lot of ways and, and the shit is, I've seen people I know go insane on social media over the yeah. past three or four years, man. People like lose their minds and maybe they were going to lose their mind anyway, but I feel like social media really contributed to it. I agree. I just feel like people, like people that have any level of celebrity, should kind of know how to find the balance between um, giving a fuck about what the public says about you. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if 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 you're doing it for the people that love you, then that's who you focus on. You don't have to. When someone like like an Eminem, like he's going on his explanation tour, press run, explaining why he put this album out, like you don't have to explain shit, bro. Like just do, just be the artist that you are for the people that it, that love you for what for what you're doing. You don't have to explain why you did a weak ass album. You know what I'm saying? Just just keep creating. I agree, but it's easier said than done, and I think like. It is people, easier said I think than people, done. I think people could totally know that and still battle with emotions. People can know at the, the end of the at the end of the battle, at the end of the day, it can be like, well, I know that in the long run, my fan, that's who I actually care about, and that's really all that matters. But they could still be upset. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. And it's also you this dude's like 26, upset. but also I was like, this dude is 26. I think you're totally right, bro. But I also yeah. think you're more mature than him, and you can look at it a different way. I think he's 26. I think his ex girlfriend, who's fucking. Think about that, man. Think about him being with her Ariana yeah, Grande, she's what, and she's just skyrocketing. What her album is produced by Pharrell or whatever, yeah. or you know what I mean? Like she's just a pop star. Yeah, listening to her music, listening to his music, mm. and and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm saying like I'm sure that con that contrast to him like affects him. You know what I mean? And like yeah, I'm not saying that you can't, you don't have a right to have those feelings. I'm just saying that there's ways, to, and not not even talking about Mac Miller specifically. It's just People need to find what heals you, and the but the first thing you do is eliminate the cancer. And if if we all know that cancer is social media, then you shut that shit off, and then you go find the answers that you you need to find. You know what I'm saying? Not this is not about Mac Miller, but just for people that go crazy on social media, they need to first turn that shit off. You know what I'm saying? That's the first step is back up off the shit. And look at it like uh, when an artist, when a visual artist is doing a piece, Dregs, you can attest to this. When you're doing a piece and you're so close to it, you got to take five, ten minutes to take ten paces back and look at the whole grand scope of the shit. And like, what am I actually doing? Like, where am I going with this? What are my next steps? Like, that shit is real in, in every aspect. You know what I'm saying? And 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 other generations probably after us just don't understand that because they so glued to the social media shit and they comparing their lives to each other and that's what's fucking it up. Yeah, that's like that's, I think that's good advice. That's I mean, a big thing. Um, as an artist, 
Like you have to. There's a certain point where you have to not give a fuck what exactly. anybody thinks, and you exactly. have to trust it, and you have to make music that you like. Right. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you like it, then it's all good. That That's all that matters. It's just weird because it's a, such a subjective type of thing, right? The most amazing. There's there's no objective way to quantify like what is good art. Right. So it's all about your personality. But there's always going to be that tension between art and business and capitalism when you turn art not into something that you do to beautify something or but you do it to sell as a product it's all you're always going to be in that battle of like damn okay my shit ain't selling or like bam like i'm broke like what the fuck do i do like you know and it happened to every famous artist like the van goghs and of the world you know what i mean like so many of these classic artists didn't blow up until they died you know, I think there's also um, there's also like one thing we're we're overlooking and not talking about. I don't think we're necessarily overlooking it, but we're not talking about it. You know, you obviously had uh, drug problems, man. Can we? Can I say one more thing about uh, music before we get into? Because I definitely want to bring that up too. Go for it, bro. <laughs> um, I think that's the other reason why I like I go back and forth between music and graffiti. And lately, I've been preferring graffiti because mm. I can just throw something up on the wall and walk away. Right. And it's done, and it's up, and I don't have to hear your opinion on it. Right. I don't have to give a fuck what anybody thinks, you know what I'm saying? But with music, I need to share it. The, now, it needs to go on social media. You have to deal with comments. You have to measure your success by how many likes, how many sales you get. You know what I'm saying? You need an audience. Honestly, yeah, no. I feel like I don't know how to I don't know how to elaborate on this, but you don't need you don't need to like look at every comment. You don't need to That's address true. every comment. You know what I'm saying? If if there's if there are if your music is getting any kind of reaction, then that's a good thing. That's a good right? approach. Yeah. So if 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 the majority of it is negative reactions, so, but what are you doing to get it in front of so many people to have these type of reactions? Some people put music out and they don't get no reaction, good or bad. Mm-hmm. And that's worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we didn't put out records before and the shit just falls on flat ears. And then yeah. we turn around and put another record out and it does so well. And we were like, wait, but why did this record do nothing? And this re-? So you got to, instead of... Um, addressing everything and arguing back and forth like nah this shit is tight you just hating and like nah like like where did you even hear that you know what i'm saying like, yeah. like so nah, that's interesting yeah a lot of it. artists and a lot of artists just don't don't get that part yet you don't need to to go back and forth about your art just like you said you some people have to approach it like a a, a graph artist like just put it up there and just walk away yeah and then come back a week later then read what happened that yeah, week yeah. you know what i'm saying that's true for real, for real. yeah i guess any attention can 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 be good attention um yeah. but then so that that being said moving on to the topic you were going to raise about you know what well, we mentioned man. about mac and his album that's only one potential factor that led to his death i mean I don't, we don't really know if this was like accidental overdose or like purposeful overdose yeah we accidental. don't know i think i, I mean we I, don't I would know. believe it was I have, accidental. I have a really good friend man that passed away some years ago um i'm not going to mention his name but he passed away in the same fashion and some people believe he overdosed and some people believe he killed himself and either way he killed himself 
because yeah. right. you know what I mean yeah. whether he meant to or he didn't mean to and yeah. either way he was deeply depressed yeah. you know what I mean so, yeah, yeah. so I think that's bad. a very similar situation and um, you know like I I don't know Mac Miller's shit so I don't know what led up to it you know what I mean mm-hmm. I think he probably was just in a, in a dark place and just was using a lot and it just got out of hand and out of control and, and that's what happens you know these drugs really numb you I think um, I've definitely um, you know, I sip some syrup. I feel like, you know, other people have done it and I wasn't even like an addict necessarily, but that shit is powerful, man. That shit will like numb it your is. whole your whole life. Like, you know what I mean? I, you, you know what I mean? And that dude's on pills, whatever, like it just numbs your whole shit, man. And and it really can get it can get worse and worse really quick. And especially you got yeah. out of control money to fund the habit. Yeah. You're in LA. It's, it's yeah, all yeah. around. People I mean, it's around all around you. everywhere. It don't yeah. matter really where you're at. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, I think that's also a big lesson is that people need to, to these drugs will really get you to your worst points. Well, you know what I mean? well, well, They'll really take away the life out of you. You know what I mean? I, I don't think. Take away your spirit. You I, know? I can't think of one of my like hero rappers growing up when I was a kid that died from an overdose. Can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah. But it's like this and I hate to sound old, but this new generation, this current generation, let's just put it like that. This is a regular thing, man. Yeah, they glorify drugs. Whether it's the ASAP Yams or you know, that dude Lil Peep. I mean or, Screw died though. Know. He died like over ten years ago. Well, that was like the one. Yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of people like that we love that died later on of shit from drugs. Like Nate, like Nate Dog, but Nate Dog didn't have strokes from not doing drugs and drinking. Alcohol. I hear, I hear all that, but like, I'm not, I'm saying this particular era and the way that they their relationship with drugs they is just different, bro. Yeah, they 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 it's glorify. Different. You can't it, tell it me is, that that is. the youth has not been negatively influenced by. The, the drug mess, the pro drug messages. I think that it totally we've been is. Seeing for I think the last it, ten years. I think it totally is, and I think what you're saying is completely right. But I think there was a lot of drug use in rap in the '90s that pe- it went over people's heads. Like every yeah, rapper sure, from sure, New York sure, was sure, smoking sure, fried. Sure, sure. Like every rapper in New York was smoking dust blunts, PCP, yeah, yeah. if you don't, know, or in the South smoking fried. Like, I mean, people were talking about it, like all the time. People were talking about. Doing hella coke in the 2000s and late 90s, and, and I feel like people just hella forget 70s. about that stuff. No, no, but I'm talking about in rap. I'm talking yeah, about hip hop. Original rap. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm talking about like I just feel like that's kind of overlooked. And while we're obviously in an opioid crisis, I mean there was heroin crisis in the 60s and 70s. You know what I mean? That affected you know super legends. You know what I mean? George Clinton smoked crack forever. People don't well, talk so, yeah, about so that. So drug, drugs, one drugs. Drugs is the American been, way. Exactly, it's the American it's part way. Of American culture is and also so a big this part is just of music another, and entertainment. But I do want to like there is something going on here that is unique to this generation and the type of stuff they're using, and and I don't know, man. I just shit ain't cool, kids. It's not right? cool. It's, I, not, it's not. Cool. It's not cool at all. And I think we have to address it. But what I'm saying is that, and I'm not saying this to just not care. I'm just saying there's more rappers now. Everything's more accessible. You see more of these people. If yeah. you had fucking Instagram back when the dog pound was around, when Mac <laughs> Dre was around, when fucking, you know what I mean? Like, Well, that's that's actually my point. You would have right? seen like a lot so of shit going on. So the fact that all these, we didn't call it, we should have called this out then. Yeah, right? exactly. Because the exactly. messages that the people you just named were putting out there influenced people like Mac Miller when they were a fucking baby. 
and you're growing up in that world, and it's get it's getting more and more intense. I feel yeah, like. Yeah. So I'm wondering what what the fuck are the kids listening to Lil Pump right now? Oh man, what are they gonna be like in ten years? Babies. I mean, it's, you know what I'm saying. What are they gonna I be? I mean, doing? it might it might serve just like how the crack epidemic served for our generation. Like the majority of us was like, I ain't doing shit. But you know, it's something that I thought actually contributed to that because I, from what I understand. I feel like people was just smoking crack when that shit came out. Like people didn't understand it. And oh, people at first, was just like at, casually smoking yeah. crack. At first, yeah. everyone was Kids, smoking crack. Everybody, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You ever seen a Stand by Me or whatever? Yeah. That, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, you gotta stop smoking this crack, that's what, boy. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was crazy. Yeah. Um, but but ah uh, oh, man, I lost my train of thought. Whoops, smoking crack, smoking too much crack. No, actually, okay. So, but one of the uh, things that, that movie's not called Stand By. I know. I know. I was, I was thinking. I was like, that's a whole other movie. <sighs> lean on me. Lean bro. on me. Come right. on, my Stand guy. Stand by me. Lean on the me. Song. Lean. Come yeah, on. I get it. Smoking crack. Stand and deliver too, man. That Stand and deliver is a good Edward one. Edward James almost man. Hey. Do some angel dust in that but, movie. I mean, but look, wait, wait, no, though. no. Sorry, sorry. The point I was gonna make <laughs> was that one of the reasons why you said our generation was like we don't fuck with crack is because motherfuckers like Ice T. And Kumo D like came out like crack is whack. Don't do crack. If you do crack, then you and might that, get slapped. That just you know goes what to what I was about to say. We need to bring back the just say no campaign. Well, that I was, was just Nancy no, Reagan. Some yeah, shit. We need to bring it back. We need to bring back that nah, idea. That shit wasn't tight. Well, how about the kick the cup challenge? Because just no, say no, no. No, 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 no. Because this whole thing, like, just say <laughs> Why no. Why can't we bring back just say no? I'll, I'll, I'll explain Reagan. it. I'll explain it. Because the war on drugs is some motherfucking bullshit. Just say no makes it seem like you could just say no to drugs. Like, drugs and drug addiction is a fucking disease, man. So no, it's more complicated. It's, no, it's a disease I, when you indulge. No, the whole thing is that <laughs> I have, I know what you're saying, and I, I love what you're saying in the spirit, but what I'm saying is just say no is from some evil white crack no, motherfuckers. I get that. I get that. That we're trying to make it look like, oh, if you're on crack, then you're just, you're saying you're bring just back an the asshole, though, and you deserve well, that's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm no, not no, saying bring think, back Nancy what, Reagan. No, I'm no, saying no, bring but, back to I feel you. No, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying we can't say it in that way. It's got to be like, yo, this shit is a problem. People need help. And there's many ways that I get help. Well, let's do a self-destruction song. Yeah. Yeah. But that <laughs> yeah, shit something. would not be as popular Heels. as it would. But that's what I'm like. What do you do? And that song wasn't really that tight. It was well, kind of tight. Was, I love that song when right. I was a kid. Self-destruction. That was the East Coast one, right? We from self-destruction. Nah, that was, yeah, that was, yeah, yeah, that was KRS East Coast. Yeah. the West Coast All-Stars. All, all in the, all same, the same gang. Both songs was tight. All in the same game was doper. It was doper for I sure. Of course. But self-destruction was tight. Heal. H E A L. Okay, so here, here's my point. That? How, how do we make not being a dope fiend cool again? Because all these rappers have made. I think it the a lot opposite. of people. I think a lot of people are making it not cool, and that's the thing. Is like we're starting to get there. I think nah, it's a, a, lot of it's a battle not, right now because a lot of people still make that shit look cool. I totally agree, but I just think, and there's, you know what? It's like. Yeah, I think the drugs are winning. It's always the drugs are, winning. are always gonna win. That's the point. And like, look at American history. Like, it's always gonna happen. Now we gotta save who we can save. You know what I mean? But this shit is set up for the drugs. Like, look who's making the drugs. Look where they're coming. Like, even back when it was illegal, these are prescription drugs. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, did you just see just this week? It was the people that that manufacture oxycontin won a patent to create the drug that battles that drug, like that they like the methadone right. version right, or whatever right. that. Like, come on, man! Yeah. Like, <laughs> this shit is not by accident. And that's my point. 
You know what I mean? And drugs are fucking, if you want to divide no. people, the thing, you know why people, you know why drugs are so popular? Because they fucking work, bro. People get hooked to that shit. It's, it's beyond like your fucking own cognition. And that's what I'm saying. Just say no. It, it was some bullshit ass shit because it just makes people be like, oh, well, if you do drugs, you just are a shithead or you're just a menace to society. You just don't care. And it's like, it's so much deeper than that. And I'm not saying no one at, at this table is disagreeing with that, but I'm saying it's just so complex man and drugs are just the devil bro like that shit is all, all that terrible. all that being said you know we know that like most drug use is actually amongst white people oh, the yeah. majority of the country oh, yeah. so for us who are involved in urban culture urban music you know i think it is on our part to to call that shit out man like, like for real, like it's 2018. We've seen it with like how many more people got to die? Before, uh, rappers, how many more rappers got to die before hip hop like finally is like, dude, no perks, no Zans. You know what I'm saying? Even the weed, you don't got to smoke that much fucking weed. You know what I'm saying? Niggas smoke a lot of weed. Bro. It's, that's bad too. Like, let's keep it real. Somebody who, uh, <clears throat> yeah. but you know, that is, um, that is a big issue, man. I've seen people destroy themselves off of weed. Off yeah, of weed, man. bro. Smoking zips a day and crazy I shit. Did, like I that. did that shit in my early 20s. I smoked way so much I mean, weed. I mean, those type of people done. that allow themselves to be controlled by their habits, that's just a different type of personality. You know what I'm saying? But it's an illness. It's, that's what I'm saying. It it's is. beyond like being... Con- it's not like yeah. these people just don't... Ca- it's like they become... It's hard to care when you're addicted to some shit and some shit that numbs you. The thing about drugs, and this is what I've always said, man, the thing... You know what the problem with drugs is? problem with drugs is that it gives you satisfaction from doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. When you do good shit in your life, you know what I mean? When That's we make this podcast, cool. when we make this podcast or we go sell a beat or we close a deal or we or D.O. you know, sees his daughter perform at school or... That's a great feeling. You got this great feeling from actually accomplishing something. But drugs give you a great feeling from doing nothing except taking the drugs. And the whole thing is you have people with bad habits in general in life. They they are not, they don't have good discipline in general in life. And then you give them satisfaction from doing nothing. Yeah. Now, if you took that away and they only got satisfaction from being productive, then maybe they would be productive. There also is, I believe. But think about them getting satisfaction from absolutely nothing. And that's why drugs become so popular in poor communities. Where people have no hope, you know what I mean? That's the only so, place they can get a good feeling on from. On top of that, though, I do. There is an addiction gene, correct? That as well, it, because it, yeah. my, like most of my my one side of my family, like they're almost all alcoholics, and mm-hmm. I have that. Sh- I know for sure I got the addiction gene, and it's not about like you you just born a crackhead, but it's like that first hit. That might be all it takes. That first drink for that, that certain might, per- for, and the whole thing person, is every, based on their brain chemistry. The whole yeah, thing I you don't have, know. You have to think about every substance, every drug affects people, every single person yeah. differently. You know what I mean? just don't know. I come from a long line of addicted people, and I, me personally, I just never got myself involved with. You know, be honest, you're addicted to hustling. Um, I'm addicted Come to Come on, paper. man. You're the highest working man in Scully. Pretty sure one of your raps said that. I'm positive I said that before. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as like narcotics and alcohol and everything, like I've had. You my, said you were an alcoholic I've had on this runs, podcast. I've had runs and. Have I ever yeah, said that? Yeah, last sure episode. You did, bro. Yeah. You said you were an alcoholic. When I asked you about Hennessy and Hypnotic, you, you said, like, oh, you, said yeah. you were an alcoholic in the high fear. <laughs> you literally said that. <laughs> 
probably I, should, I don't know if I said those <laughs> Too words, easy but, you said that. but I've had my runs drinking a lot. But it yeah, just yeah. when I look up, I'm like, I'm cool. A that's, lot of people yeah. can't do that shit. No, exactly. no, and they can. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And you're yeah. a special dude. You know like what I'm saying? You... Like, like when I used to, I was addicted to lean. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I and you know that my shit. last foe, and I was done. Like, it wasn't no, I mean, the, the withdrawal was like the worst shit ever. Like, I've never felt nothing like that before. Mm. But um, I went through it, and I ain't never sipped again, ever. When I was smoking weed, I stopped smoking weed when I felt like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know about the addiction gene. Some people just don't want to quit. Some people don't want to do the work. And I don't even know how, I don't know, me personally, I don't know how hard it is to overcome addiction. Like, I've seen people close to me and my family go to rehab their, my whole life and just never, never get clean. I don't understand that shit. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't get it. I so think, I, if I'm saying that I'm an alcoholic, that's in the moment. Like, you know, like I, I've gone through moments where I'm drinking every single day be, just because probably I had the time or I don't know what the fuck. You know what I'm saying? But as soon as I recognize the shit, I'm like, all right, I got hella alcohol in my house right now. And I ain't had a drink in about three weeks. Well, I think so. I think <laughs> a lot of it, it could come with maturity, too. But that's, I think I think a, a lot fact, of people yeah. don't get to that that's maturity. I think like Mac Miller, like he didn't. Uh, yeah. Like when you were sipping lean, like like when did you? What that age was did you shit. stop? I'm yeah, just curious. Was, like what age like, did you stop? I was like 26, 27. So you're around his age, around but his like age, he yeah. didn't make it. Like I'm sure, like yeah. he had a, all intentions to quit. You know what I mean? He was yeah. just like, whatever. I got hella money. I'm still young and. I mean, yeah, the the money thing. Money, you got a lot man. of time on your hands. Yeah. Out of control money. You I got. get it. No, I, I yeah, get all that shit. I get it, bro. Like, but when I'm talking about like people. That I know personally, they, you know, 40s, 50s, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I was younger, I knew 60, 70-year-old dolphins, bruh. Yeah, that's pretty sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, grandmother-ass dolphins, bruh. I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I didn't, and like, just, I didn't, it's hard to sympathize with that shit. Like, I don't get it. Like, how can you be this old and be in these type of situations like we already got problems, and then on top of that, you want to be a dolphin. Like, yeah, I think uh, I think Sean's explanation though makes the most sense. Is that it just affects everybody differently, man? Based on their that's own, a fact. based on their genes, based that's on fact. the the factors in their life, their experiences, their experience. I think you, the way you described your ex, your experience, that's pretty rare for people to do to be able to do. I think it speaks a lot to your own personal fortitude and your own personal strength. But most people, they they ain't got it, man. Oh, well, and I don't think I don't think truth. I think. First of all, I know we're so glad that you beat your addictions, and I think, you know, I mean, I, I had addictions too, man. I beat. I'm so glad, and I think, you know, someone like you or like me, like we have stuff going for them. We have a good support. You know, what I mean, we have love in our hearts to know that we want to. You know, what I mean be better or we have goals you know what i mean but i think a lot of people just don't have that you know i, I, think, mean? I think there's a big difference they don't between, even know what um, that looks like, like between sympathy and you know empathy I mean? you don't have to give somebody your sympathy like oh poor you oh you're yeah, you know? yeah but you definitely have to empathize and and try I empathize to empathize with, with with addicts you know what i'm saying like i i get it but there's a level i mean it's like come on now like no, some, like some you. of our favorite I'm, rappers bro was addicted yeah. to the worst shit bro yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one of my favorite rappers right now just admitted online that he he's addicted to heroin. I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, How yeah. can you be the person you are 
and your your success trajectory is going in a certain direction or once was going in a certain direction and you want to fuck it off because of an instant quick ass feeling you know what i'm saying knowing where you can go like i don't get it i don't get that yeah i honestly don't get it you feel me my whole thing was i never wanted to be a fucking bum you feel me and one of the main things that made me stop sipping lean was because the price was going up i'm like i'm not about to be giving my money all over to, to some shit like this when you know what i'm saying like that's how i thought of it then when i realized how i was feeling after a day or two of not drinking the shit I'm like, nah, I don't want to be feeling like this. You feel me? Like, I got to be somewhere at 12 o'clock and I'm late. I can't get up at 1030. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or I, I can't yeah. I can't function through the day because I'm thinking about, like, nah. Like, so, like, nah, I'm cool. I'm about to get off this shit. Or if I'm drinking too much and and I'm starting to feel sluggish all the time and and I'm already not sleeping good and I want to compound that with, with drinking alcohol and shit, nah, I'm about to fall back from this shit until... Until I can, you know what I'm saying? Until I can get my health right and get my tolerance a little bit right. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know why people don't don't think like that and don't don't have those type of um ambitions. Like I don't I don't understand it. I don't get it. All it takes is one mistake, man. I used to work a lot with um <clears throat> homeless youth. I used to do counseling. Mm-hmm. And uh one of my clients, um told me that he was at a party he was a skater dude tagger um and he just seen some bunch of people smoking his stuff and he said oh what's that they said oh it's opium Mm. he said opium shit i'll try some opium smoked it liked it i was like that's pretty good came back to the dude again like hey uh you got any more of that opium and the dude was like oh opium that was heroin Whoa. and it turns out he had been smoking heroin and at that point he was already like well um fuck it yeah, you try some more. And this is a, like a you said a kid like as a minor teenager. Yeah, see at that's, a house party. That's different. Yo. Twenty when years you, later, if I showed you this guy right now, fuck. oh my god, he's just one of the worst dope fiends I've ever met yeah. in my life. See, that's different, bro. Like when you when you start that young, bro. People do this crazy. That's how a young whole people different thing. Be you saw those women that were like giving their kids smoking weed. Yeah, that. Oh my god, bro. Oh, they, yeah, they got locked. They're selling shit like that. Yeah. There's hundreds of thousands of stories know, we never hear about. Damn you know it! I've mean? smoked I weed I've... in front of in a car with the baby in the car, hot boxed. Wow! Yeah. When I was like 16, you're a dirt bag. Well, I, it wasn't my baby, first of all. <laughs> so I think the main dirt bag was the guy driving the car. That was Second definitely all, the main you... dirt bag. <laughs> the Second father of, all, of the child was you definitely was 16. The... Yeah, I was only 16, man. I didn't but I mean, know. shit! I started smoking weed when I was in sixth grade. Yeah, and see, I that's smoked, crazy. I smoked all the way up until senior year, mm. like uh, at Soda. And we, we smoked weed there. Yeah, we were known for that. And <laughs> and I stopped. <laughs> the day I stopped smoking was the day I started drinking. Mm. And I was like, I don't want. I didn't want to do both. See, that's the type of shit I think about. Like, I'm not about to do both. So you're when real I, methodical. Yeah, you're very when pragmatic. I started drinking, I was like, all right, I ain't gonna smoke weed no more, and I ain't smoked since. But I think because you're pragmatic, you're very methodical. I think that's what helps you rationalize yeah. things. I, yeah, I, that's I be for in me my too. Because you, if you were that dude that I told you about, yeah. and the guy was like, "Oh no, that's heroin," you've been like, "Heroin? I fuck go shoot that. that nigga." Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd slap the shit. I swear to God, I go shoot that nigga. his throat. I met another. I worked with another guy, and he said he had a five hundred dollar a day habit. I said, five, and he's homeless. This is a dude who sleeps in a cardboard box. I said, how the, I said, how the, how the hell do you get five hundred dollars a day? You know what he said? He said, by any means necessary. I said, oh yeah, God you better damn. believe that. 
You ever suck dick for crack? Yeah, you better believe that. <laughs> a lot of people selling ass for the drugs, man. It's well, sad. just to wrap this segment up on it, you know, I'm glad we had this in-depth discussion. You know, this these are the types of discussions when somebody like, you know, Mac Miller passes that lead to, like, conversation we can learn from, we can build from. And, you know, if you guys know somebody struggling with addiction, this is my thing. And I'll just, I'll just say, like, I, I think we all know people that have problems. That we maybe our friends, our families, but you gotta you gotta say something, man. Don't don't turn a blind eye when you see somebody going down a destructive path. You don't have to necessarily change their whole outlook or try to rescue them, but at least just have have the courage to speak up and speak out because you never know how far that could go to save somebody's life. You feel me? Yeah, I feel you. And don't don't mistake my my outlook on on this whole thing is like talking down on addicts i'm just saying me personally i don't understand it i don't understand how it can get that far how can a man be how can a man have a 500 dollars a day habit and be homeless and he has a by any means necessary outlook about doing i don't get it you know what i'm saying and i've i've been around the shit my whole life and i just never understood it i never understood the life of a dolphin bruh I, and, and that made me feel like I'm never going to be that, period. If I'm going to be addicted to something, it's going to be being addicted to being being something positive. Addicted to success. Addicted to success, money, yeah. And I, I guess I think that is my main addiction, you know what I'm saying? I'm not as successful as I would like to be, but I'm always trying to get more successful than I was the day before, and that's for sure. And I think I think also, like... And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of the reasons why you are successful is that you're addicted to positive success. It's not just monetary. It's the way you live your life, trying to be better. Trying oh, yeah. To, yeah. Your family, the love that you put in. You We've know had I mean? opportunities. I, I, I admire that about you. You know what I mean? And I'm your technically your elder, but yeah. I look up to you in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Me and bro, we, we just had a conversation. Me and MA had a conversation about everything we could have done to be where a lot of people are. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we we skipped out on a lot of opportunities, be just because of something small that we didn't just. It was something small enough that probably the average person would have just did it, but it would just it just didn't go with what we what we felt. You know what I'm saying? Like like coming out of the hyphy movement and we and people were saying we should have did hyphy songs and we just never was fucking with the shit. And then there was a all these Mac Dre spinoff labels that that wanted us to fuck with them and we never did it because we never met Mac Dre in our life. Why would we be, you know what I'm saying? Like it was a lot of that going around and um, just certain deals too. You know what I'm saying? That was certain people that we just didn't fuck with it because it was the person that was offering a deal. So, I mean, we know where we could be. You feel me? And it just, we stand on principle, bro. Well, I think I think you know what you were saying earlier. I kind of I wanted to wrap this up, but just one one last word, and we can sure. keep going after this if you guys have something else to say. But Definitely. I think um, you know what you're saying. I don't understand why someone would do that, and you kind of mentioned it. It's like people are trying to fill a hole inside themselves. You had music to fill that hole. You had other hustles to fill that hole. Yeah, family members. This dude that I described that if I had a five hundred dollar that they have it, he ain't had none of that shit. And keep in mind, I'm working with homeless youth. Yeah. So these are all people under the age of thirty, and yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. He never shared too much about his life experience, 
But just the little that he did share about what he went through as a child and how he grew up, I'm like, mm, I could kind of understand why you'd want to get high. But other people are able to feel, you know, you can feel that hole with anything, sex, drugs, money, or you can fill it with basketball. Yeah. You can fill it with art. You can fill it with, with anything that gives you that rush, that chemical rush that kind of you were talking about yeah. uh, and fill that hole. And But once you decide to fill that hole with drugs or something else unhealthy and you sit down on that path, Rabbit hole. it's really hard to get out of that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. But, yo, like I said, I think this was an important conversation for us to have as brothers and definitely as podcast hosts. It's definitely important for our audience to hear. I think we've been rolling for about an hour and a half. Do yeah. you want to get into a little bit of quick fuckery, or yeah. do you want to sign off? You want to fuckery? Let's end this shit on a on a ratchet. Move the statue. They took down. Oh, that's uh, not fuckery. Okay. Yeah, San Francisco finally took down the Pioneer statue in a uh, civic center, which was a statue uh, been around long. Many indigenous groups have been uh, trying to get removed, and it's crazy, man, that we actually. Supposedly supposed to be a progressive bastion of culture, and uh, we took the lead from uh, the South for once, taking down Confederate statues and whatnot. So there was a statue called the Pioneer Statue. So it's like some Jesuit missionaries, I believe, and there's Native Indigenous people at their feet on their knees, on their knees. Yeah. You know, what I mean, basically Being subjugated. like yeah. yeah. And so that shit finally got taken down, which is long overdue but beautiful nonetheless. And um, you know, I've, I've long maintained that um, all these things need to get turned, taken down. In fact, all the California missions need to be burned to the ground or taken down. Um, those are basically plantation houses, slaver mm. houses, and, yeah. and used for the further genocide. Also, the the Christopher, there's a Christopher Columbus statue on Coy Tower. How the fuck is that shit up? Me and D.O. talked briefly about yeah. it yesterday. Obviously, you know, that's in a historically Italian neighborhood, and, you know, the Columbus Day parade and all that shit is like an italian yeah. thing but you know these these you know you're gonna see they're gonna try to take this shit down and you're gonna see these cracker racist italians come out of the woodwork and defend it because that's what it's there for but it's fucking christopher columbus i just don't get like i don't know I don't, last I don't time i checked like italians that, made christopher columbus their symbol of, of well pride. he's italian i know but what there's no better italians well, I'm there sure probably there are. aren't. There yeah. probably aren't. No, there's plenty. Come on. I don't whoa, know. As whoa, an Italian whoa, American, whoa. my father's from Italy. The hell whoa. of Italians, you know what I mean? Like my family, you know, my, my Nona, God bless her, man. She's still alive. 93 grew up under fascist Italy. Mussolini, bro. Yeah, I'm talking. We're there's talking hundreds of years of history, though, dude. There's the Vatican, be at least Romans. One. You're saying there's no? I'm not. No, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there <laughs> are. But my point is that you there's know, there's nobody I mean? better than Columbus. as a proud Italian American, a first generation Italian American. There's a lot of fucking blood on our hands and a lot of shisty shit that that my family's not proud of. I, I you know, know I mean? they could find and somebody better. No, no, even in Columbus, Columbus is I'm some saying. generic ass That's bullshit, and it's is you know they don't need to take pride in that. He's dude. a white you know supremacist. It's it's yeah. definitely you know to further the agenda, and it was a way for Italians because the whole thing you gotta realize like when Italians, Jews. Irish, Eastern Europeans came to the United States. They're coming here to become white. They weren't considered white where they were. Fact. They were coming to Ellis Island to become white. 
And so this was something that they could celebrate to be like, oh, see, we're white too. We're down with the same values. And unless yeah. you, and it furthers why these hellies Italians, not all, but a lot of them are racist. We'll they take the, pride uh, in this racist white supremacist leader. This dude is no better than Hitler. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that they came here to become white. But no, they, they did. They, they came here and then I feel like my understanding is that they came here, they experienced discrimination and were like, what the fuck is this? They totally did, but I'm saying we're when not, they- We're not like this. We're, we're white too. So they took on a lot of those white supremacists. But I'm saying in, in Europe, they, weren't con- they were considered like whatever the lower class citizens were. They weren't pure white. They weren't Protestant. They weren't, you know what I mean? When they came to Ellis Island, they filled out on the application. They basically were saying that they were white. That's when they became white historically yeah. these people I they think, were not yeah, considered yeah. white before then well they weren't even, even considered we, white when they got here though they no, were no, they were, still, they were totally were still fucked with but i'm saying because of their status from ellis island they were able to get loans to avoid redlining things like that historically historically no now in I the, mean, tw- I, in I, the I 20s the, the understanding that a lot of them that came here were like illiterate peasants i told they were yeah i totally were but so i'm I saying i don't think they devised some citizenship scheme to change their ethnicity it's not a scheme that's not what i'm saying i'm saying that when they passed through ellis island that that was the first step you know what i mean in becoming what you know is white. i don't want to go now. too far into this but i it's, thought when they got I to agree. ellis island they're just like no you're an italian get the fuck out of here you're irish get the fuck out of here. you're a jew get out of here i don't think they're like oh welcome white man come but, on in i don't think that's how i'm saying went. that's when those ethnicities were first considered to be white they you, weren't though they that's weren't, my point at you, ellis island they were not considered white no he's saying from historically that point on, looking back looking back I don't think I think it was years after they had already immigrated here that they be they were considered white. Ellis Island is what they used you, to lynch Italians, dude, in like New Orleans and shit. They used to lynch the Irish, man. The KKK lynched more Irish in the twenties than they did any other ethnicity. I don't think the it's KKK not a joke. Would do that to their own white. I brothers. agree, but how many KKK people are now Irish? Yeah, yeah, what I'm saying what I'm is saying. that that was the beginning. Do I feel like people didn't face hardship after? Of course, they face hardship for whatever reason. You know what I mean? But that I think was it was the a beginning. process. I wasn't trying to argue, but... Uh, but you fuck were. them statues. Yeah, fuck the statues. Fuck them statues. Down. They don't need to come down. Columbus needs to come down next. The California missions need to come down. That shit will never happen. But I don't the think Col- the missions need to come down. I think they do. I think we we can't just destroy history. Talk I'm not that. saying this from like a prideful point. I think they should exist to serve as an example of like, look what the fuck actually happened here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So people know about but it. But they're celebrated. We, we don't need I don't think we should celebrate it. Yeah, no, no. But, but I don't think we should are. just destroy them though. You know, the statutes, yes, not necessarily the missions. Yeah. Columbus statue got to come down. Columbus. Even, uh, I think even they're saying, even in like the Confederate stuff, like there are people who are like, well, we need it to preserve history, like the Confederate generals. And they're like, okay, cool. We'll put that in the museum. Yeah. Don't put that in a fucking park that I have to walk by every day and I'm forced to see but it. But the thing you know? is, Confederates were in- enemies of the state. That's another crazy <laughs> piece of it. Yeah. They're rebels, I mean, traitors, and- treasonous. Columbus was working for the Spanish for the Queen, man. That's what I'm. That's another thing. It's like, why are Italians so proud of this dude? He didn't even sail under the Italian flag. He sailed under the know, Spanish flag. You know, it's just some bullshit ass toxic white people shit. They just they they don't got no real cultures. They hold on to this fake Italians culture. don't got no real culture. I'm talking about like how yeah. real is your culture, Italian Americans? Ita- yeah. Italian Americans, how real is your culture? This is your leader. That's, what, that's no what I'm sense. saying. You guys can find somebody better. Exactly. Yeah. So how real is your culture? How Americanized has your culture become 
since the old world that this is now your yeah, fucking no, leader. Well, make, that's that's the backwards. source of pride is that lie that well, look at this Italian guy right. who discovered America. Exactly, that's the key of for it. the Spanish. Then yeah. there was a Spanish American right. right. War. So stupid. Yeah. Well, I think we what all. What was agree next on, on that. that joint? Fuckers. Um. It was something else we was missing. It's some fuckery. Yeah. What is it? We want to talk Drake about Drake and Meek Mill squash beef. Yeah, yeah. And that was tight. That was tight. I don't know what we were joking about. We talked a little bit about Nikki and Cardi. Nikki and Cardi, goddamn. Oh, man. Uh, what a mess. And then Russ. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Nikki and Cardi. Russ yeah. and Adam 22. You love Adam 22. You love Russ. You love Young Band. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. What I'm joking. You, um, you brought up Adam 22. I didn't really know about that guy. Yeah. And then I, when, I, when I went and researched after, I was like, oh, I've seen that dude before. Like, yeah. Just but, going back on the Meek Mill and Drake thing, I would like to know how genuine that is and how, how did that first conversation go to get them to that point. That's a great question. Pretty sincere, but yeah. Yeah. Sure I just hope it wasn't like a Jay Prince type of thing. Yeah. Like, y'all need to... Yeah, kid, yeah. Like, that should be phony. Like I think everybody rallied around Meek when he got locked up. And it's like for Drake to hold on to a beef while all the, everybody while he's going through that. I honestly don't think he cared. Yeah. Even I during the think, beef, I don't even think he cared. I think... Meek was so much in his feelings around that album and he was he was just disappointed at the performance and the the splash that it didn't make. You know what I'm saying? Drake, you didn't tweet my album. Because yeah, it started he from that. Victim to that shit we were talking about yeah, earlier. Yeah, it started from that. Like, bruh, you are Meek Mill. Yeah. Rap for Meek Mill fans. Yeah. Have you met a Meek Mill fan? Me? Yeah. Uh, Tons of them. Uh, I yeah. feel like everyone was a Meek Mill fan before that shit. You can't yeah. tell them anything bad about Meek yeah. Mill. Yeah. Rap to those people. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, but I mean, Drake, he did how many songs with Drake? Like, I, I mean, I don't think he should have done that, but I can see him feeling that way. Man, you don't, if I do a song with you, you don't and you're gotta with tweet, Nikki, you're you don't with gotta Nikki. promote my song. You're on the same label, like, you're with Nikki too, and they're label mates. I can see how he felt that way. I don't nah, agree with his tactics. That, that at was all. an example of, of beef, uh, like, really going wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, that yeah. did not work. I've like, never, I've never that seen. Loss did I've not nev- work in Meek Mill's I've favor. never seen anyone lose stock as quick as Meek yeah, Mill. That, was, that was that high that went that low. But just know. Like, literally in the history of hip hop, bro. Yeah. I've never yeah. seen anyone take a dive like that. Yeah. Ever. Like, and I never could have, like, Meek was like, some people were like, this dude's like the next Pog or something. I'm not saying Pog, God oh, bless no, him, yeah. was his dead end. People were saying that. But yeah. it was for real. Like, he had the streets, he had the fire, you yeah. know what I mean? He was making, I, I think, beautiful music, you know what I mean? Dope ass shit, and like yeah. I never saw anyone Just take it young, out like that. Young rappers, when y'all buy verses from other rappers, that does not come with promotion, man. You either gonna do the song with the person because you just want to do a song with that person, and you uh, want the affiliation, but that person does not have to tweet, Instagram, Facebook, nothing. Y'all do together. I That's not. For, it doesn't come with that. Anybody in your circle, you can't expect support from anybody unless yeah. you're paying I think, for it. I think, honestly. again, it was just a really specific situation. He was hella in his feelings. I think he totally was in his feelings, but I think he's with Nicki, label ace with Drake. He's known Drake for a while. They've done hella songs. It's not like he just bought a verse. Like, he knows that dude. Yeah. And I just think, I'm not saying it's right. Yeah. I'm I, just saying, yeah. like, I get it. I, I totally get it. I think the combination. I just of, think he uh, should have felt that way and just kept it moving, not said shit publicly. Maybe say shit. Ask him to, to do the. You know what I'm saying? Like he might have just been worried about it. But own maybe shit. also it's like maybe Meek did that for Drake other times. And he paying attention to what Drake doing. Maybe Drake wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Like maybe or maybe Drake's done it in the past. He probably has. You know what I mean? 
It's just hella funny that these two guys they are getting a few into songs a, a beef over something that like two 18-year-olds in their bedroom Social would, media, like, bro. Argue. That's Social what I'm media. saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, Social media magnifies everything. Like, it made me look at, at Meek a whole different way. Well, I was going to say, I think the just combination- from him, uh, being, Just from him crying about that shit. Yeah. The combination of, of this, the beef, his marriage- um, and his legal troubles had a really horrible effect on his career. I feel bad that all of that ended with him going to jail. Yeah, that yeah. shit was whack. But it's crazy because if you look at him now, he's like a folk hero. Now he's like yeah. he's yeah. like bulletproof now. Yeah, like it, he went through all this shit. Like I never, as far you know, going back to like how far he fell. Like I never thought he could have rebounded this way. Well, has he? Re- I literally thought his career he was have like, music out. Yeah, he got a song with Jeremiah and fucking... He put a four-track EP out. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, he got that that shit. He yeah. performed that that other song on the yeah. fucking award show. That shit was like crazy. Like the Jeremiah song, yeah, was on song there. with that Miguel song was on there. Yeah, that song, song was on like there. yeah, he got a song. I'm getting requests in the club. Like that shit was not yeah. happening. I was playing. I was like, there was a time where like I kind of you know didn't play some of his songs because no one, you know people were down on him no one was checking it for but him. then I was like man I'm playing you know there's there's songs like I'm a boss and house party and yeah. I was like I'm bringing this shit fits with the mix and like it, people would get into it but now like I'm legit getting requests for like his newer music you know what yeah. I mean from women and I'm like wow that's pretty tight yeah you know um, do you guys want to go through the other list of fuckery nah, nah. good with that it's all fuckery man it's pretty bad if y'all yeah. really want us to talk about that shit, like let us do. know. But really you know do. what I mean. We have if y'all do. If y'all do have uh, topics that you think we should uh, research and talk about, y'all can feel free to hit us. Yeah, uh, shout out. What uh, I don't know if I talked about this last time. Oh, I did audio yeah, one, did. just yeah, some shit. Yeah. Other people reach out. Like in one place, a great place is, and I've seen a few people do it. Like comment on our SoundCloud page. Also follow us on Instagram, Native Sons. That's N A T I V E S O N Z podcast on Instagram. You can follow us all Everywhere. on Instagram, Twitter. Um, D E E J A Y S E A N G. Uh, Dregs D R E G S underscore O N E. DEO 415 everywhere. You can find, yeah, everywhere. Follow us and get at us. You know what I mean? Let it ask us questions and don't get upset if we don't feel the same way you feel, man. Yeah, and we're not going to stop doing this either. Uh, I don't remember what episode we're on right now, but we're well into the double digits. We're going to keep going till we get to the triple digits. And uh, I don't think we're going to stop, man. So deal with it. Deal with it. You know what I mean? This I think is, we should talk about. Really briefly, weekly music picks. I ain't been listening. I want to talk about something. Go for it. Go for it. The most anticipated album of the year for me was uh, Black's uh, East Atlanta Love Letter. Oh, yeah. I ain't checked that out yet. It's, it's, that guy is special, man. That dude is kind of like, he's the next step in the evolution of of rap and hip hop music, Mm R&B. Like, you can't really say what, he is, is he a rapper, is he a singer? He just makes music and expresses himself. And his songwriting, his subject matter is so deep and mature. Um, there's narration on his album. It's all from women, the way he talks about women and speaks to women, but he's still very much a man and, and takes responsibility over that. And he's not pandering to women. It's just honest music, man. And if you look, there's only three features on the album. I believe he has Offset, 
he has Future and he has J. Cole. And each one of those features, look at those artists and, you know, how many would consider them to be much bigger than him. They all fit his style. They come to him, his style. They do not come on there as a feature bringing their style. He curated the album beautifully. Um, um, I was worried in a way that I would be disappointed, but I was hopeful that I would be um, rewarded and, and told that I think we all were rewarded. I would challenge everyone to listen to his album. There's a lot that can learn, and I think there's a lot that hip-hop and R&B music can learn from being a, a young man but being mature and talking about emotions and life and the way we feel about ourselves and the people we love and how we want to do better. And his, I, I'm, on, I'm not really into like album of the year or anything, but he's definitely on a short list of album of the year for me right now of my favorite projects. And I've only listened to project maybe four or five times. It just came out uh, maybe a little over 24 hours ago. So nice. East Atlanta Love Story, beautiful, be- beautifully curated album by Black, spelled the numerical six L A C K. One of the very talented younger artists, man. This, is he this, from the six? He's from East Atlanta, man. He's, that's the thing too. Is his music doesn't sound like he does his own thing. He talked about it in his first album about being himself. He said, "I can make these little hits or whatever." But then I just become that song. I'm not an artist. I want to make. I want to be myself, and I want to cater to my real fans and and develop that. I don't want to make a little quick hit and then I have to perform that song all the time. And I become a song, and people want me to keep making that song over and over again. This dude really gets it. He actually has written. I think one. Of, he would have came out a lot sooner, but he was writing a ton of music for other people. This guy is a fucking hell of a songwriter, man. And this whole album just sounds like one sound piece. Can't say no good things about it. Um, shit. What am I listening to? Um, nothing much, man. I want to say one more thing. Also, uh, artist. I'm not sure where he's from. Uh, Masego, M A S E G O. Man, amazing. It sounds familiar. Um, yeah, he's people. He was on Sir's album, I believe. He's been on different features here and there, but he just put out. A beautiful project called Lady Lady, man. And um, it's just a really, if you're into um, melodic music, kind of like R&B music, that new wave of R&B, like it just put out a great album, very positive, has funny parts. Interesting, another album, interesting themes, topics, talking about real adult shit, both from young people. Yeah, um, I just realized. Really the, cool. Uh, the home girl from Filmo, Ella. Yeah, Ella. She dropped her shit. Ari, um, man. She dropped her project. Um, what is the name of that project, yo? It is called Clearview, and it's tight. She is a dope-ass R&B artist from Frisco. Um, she flipped... Um, what's the Quinn song? She flipped the Quinn song. Uh, not mob style music, but the other one. The more popular. Shock the Party. She flipped Shock the Party, and it's tight. Wow. Yeah, it's tight. She produced it herself. Um, it has nothing to do with Shock the Party. She just flipped the beat and she did her own thing on it. And it's tight. Uh, I think she did a good job. Um, there's some places she needs to work on, like with her music and how she uh, uh, executive produces her own project. She needs help in, the, in those areas, but I know she's going to get there. Um, but she is a tight R&B artist, female R&B artist. Tight ass person. Yeah, she's I'm a, sorry, Ari. I listened to the person. album last night, and I haven't gotten to it enough to really comment on it, but I will next week. 
but Ari, she's an amazing person. Yeah, she's not a Just, I'm excited for her, and I think a lot of people are excited that she got her work off. She's on Empire, I believe. Um, she, she, oh, yeah, I've seen, I've seen her yeah. promotion. She's just an awesome person, and she puts on for the city tough, man. Looks familiar. Another thing, um, T.I. dropped two records. Yeah, one is called Hefe, and it's actually with Meek Mill. That song is tight. And the other actually, one was uh, Yo Gotti. The, I haven't really checked the one out, checked the Yo Gotti one out um, too much. But Hefe is tight, though. T.I. is raw, bro. Like, he one of the tightest lyricists in the South. T.I. is super raw, and I just yeah. think um, his uh, reality TV success hurt his rap success. Yeah, for, for I, me, for I think me. I, I think I turned it, off it, during it, that rap. It made so, it, like... Yeah. It just made the um, suspension of disbelief go away from me right. as a fan. But um, as someone who's um, – I've been around T.I. My father worked with him. He's the dope-ass person, man. He's a really good person. He's a natural leader. He's very charismatic, and he has a good heart, man. He really gives a fuck. And people – it's crazy, man. I've seen people – I've seen a room full of people like just listening to this dude talk about basketball. Like talk about like the funniest <laughs> shit and be funny. This dude can hold court. And he's obviously one of the legends, one of the great lyricists, rappers of all time, man. I agree. So I'm going to listen to that shit. I saw the Hefe, actually, yeah, Hefe but I ain't listening to the songs yet. So. It's dope. Sonically, everything sounds like. Still smashing. Urban legend. Uh, I don't have any new music picks today. I've been, I, I go through periods where I, I'm really tuned into what's coming out, and then I go through others where I'm just like, eh, I'm just going to stick to my classics. I mean, your single was out. Yeah, my single's still out. I was doing good. I know, man. I'll be seeing that shit on Instagram, a little ad sponsored. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just put the sponsored ad in. I'm doing a little minimal push, see how it goes, but... I like the loop on that, that nice, ad. Man. It's yeah. really clean. Yeah, the homie Tony Rain did that. Shout out to him. So, yeah. That's also another thing. Maybe, D.O., you relate to this, is when you have music out, you're not, like, about to be bumping out other people's stuff. Yeah, you're just <laughs> trying to focus on yeah. trying to. I remember running into even odds at Hyrule Day like four or five years ago, and I was like, I was like, "What do you guys listen to?" Like, I'm always curious what people are listening to. I, I forget what you said, but Ma was like, "I listen to me. I listen to what I was like rolling." I thought it was funny. Yeah, at that time, that's yeah. a nice feeling too. Though, like, I got a lot of unreleased shit in the vault, and uh, I don't have to listen to anybody else. I got yeah. enough material that I made, that and it's I not like. even the cocky thing. It's being an artist. I just remember being an artist. I'm. I was always studying myself, um, just to kind of see how I could perform and how I, just getting uh, breath control and yeah, you know, like it's it's a studying thing. Well, that's why maybe, Sean, you're always on point with the music picks because that's your form of studying as a DJ. You know? right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I just listen to and I'm just, you know, there's you certain, have to, there's certain you know? things I look, but I mean, yeah. most of the music I talk about here is not music I put in the club, first of all. So let's, let's, let's realize that, man. Like, most of the music I listen to has nothing to do with what I play I've been in the listening club. to a, I just listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, I listen to, to audiobooks. I listen to a lot of podcasts, yeah. bro. Yeah, my audio books. Yeah, I, I watch a lot of interviews. Yeah, That's I watch a lot of interviews. I barely watch TV or movies. I just, if I like an artist, I'll watch every interview I can find on YouTube until I think I've watched yeah. them all. Yeah, I'll yeah, move on yeah. to someone else. Yeah. Anyone I'm like interested in, or, it don't matter young or old. Like, I, I've been on fucking Noam Chomsky interviews lately, bro. And that shit is depressing, but it's definitely a way to get informed. Yeah, YouTube is like a really a treasure, bro. Yeah, if you know what to look for and you don't yeah. just deal with the shit they feed you and you know how to program your shit right. And, TV. 
if you don't like the videos popping and shit, just click not interested and they'll it'll it'll be good. They'll program the right shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And subscribe to the shit that you like. Like people that are dope that you fuck with. Like I fuck with King Guap. It's a young kid. I don't even know where he's from. That he watches he's like 19, 20 years old. He watches classic hip hop videos and has reactions and they're they're fucking dope. So like, this is my first time seeing Mob Deep. I ain't never heard of them. Yeah. But yo, they 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 raw. No, they if you raw. watch his reactions, <laughs> if you watch his reactions, it's a video, it's like beautiful, yo. Yeah, like it makes tight. me hella happy because it takes you back to like you know, watching these these fucking masterpieces. You know what I mean? What was it like the first time? And there's a kid now, he's 19 or 20 watching it, and and he's super open, he's super down and educated. Like it's cool. So anyway. Yeah, man. Like, subscribe to shit you like. Out, there's a lot but of stuff there, out there. And there's a lot of independent people. Like, subscribe to them. Support them. Yeah. You'll see more shit from them and, and people that like them. You know? Yeah, I got a couple of YouTube series that I'm be working on. Man, you got to yeah. bring back that little B, Young L, and got to unearth that footage, man. Oh, yeah. 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 I want to see that. I want to see the footage of you back there. For real. Interviewing For real. them. Uh, yeah, I'll have to find those those tapes. But I got, I got some shit coming out that uh, I'm bringing back these ciphers. For sure, um, I'm bringing those ciphers back, and I, I got this other series that I'm doing. Uh, I'm trying to decide if I should do them this year or wait till uh, the winter's over for next year and just get a fresh, fresh start for 2019. But I ain't telling nobody because I ain't trying to have my ideas stolen, like like the Nick Cannon situation. Yeah. <laughs> I think, Nick I, yeah, Cannon. I think every time we do this this podcast, like my creative juices get like a little buzz, man. Yeah, me too, me too, man. Um, yeah. So for everybody else there, out there, man, thanks, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. If we can support you in any way, feel that free man. to let us know. Yeah, I shout out a business. You yeah. know, what I'm we're saying? open to collaborations. Yeah, yeah. If people want to, you know what I mean? Any kind of sponsorships, we've been hit up for yeah. different things. You know what I mean? We're, we're still being selective, but you know, closed mouth don't get fed. Squeaky wheel yeah. gets the oil. So let we're us here know to build community, <laughs> and that's what we've done. Another episode today. In the can. In the can, in the books, in the history books, man. This is Dregs One signing off on behalf of my brothers, D.O., Sean G., Deshaun Davis, Dream Ear Productions. Peace and love, y'all. Hurry. Yee.